Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Lawless Fruit Presents Free Entry, the podcast. Why free entry, you ask? Because Jesus already paid your cover charge. <laughs> I'm keeping it because I know somebody like it. All right. Anyway, so this episode, I am going to title it Get Ready With Me, part one. Okay, so I just want to invite you guys in on my journey of how I got where I am today. Now, it's where I am top tier? No, but it's an important piece in my journey because this is the point in, in my life where I really step back to understand what it is to really be a submitted Christian, to really letting the Lord lead and order my steps. So I just wanted to y'all invite y'all in on my life and how I got here. What happened? The ups, the downs. Um, this one is going to be more personal. Probably won't have a whole bunch of scriptures or nothing like that. I just want to talk y'all through how I got to where I am. Um, some things that I learned about myself. Some obstacles that took place in my life that, um, you know, just kind of got me here. Now, this is from my vantage point. Okay. My vantage point of my life as a child growing up, the things that I perceived, the things that I think affected certain things about me. If anybody is offended by the role that they feel like I portrayed them as playing I apologize for you feeling that way, but this is my life from my vantage point. I just wanted to clear that up. Nobody is a villain in my story. Nobody is a villain. Everybody that I might speak about, I love them to life. It's no, no hard feeling, no animosity towards anyone or anything. Okay. So anywho, um, yeah, so let's start when I was a child. Okay. <laughs> so my mother gave her life to Christ when I was four. So she had me at 19. That means, so she was about 23, 24. I don't do math. So don't even, don't even, listen, I promise y'all, I've never seen anybody turn to God and never turn back. That she must have been the definition of sick and tired. So that meant for me, that in an early age, I was in church. I was in church a whole lot. Um, we kind of stopped, you know, being around the things we used to be around respectfully. So, you know, you got to grow in Christ. That means some things you ain't going to be able to do. Some people you're not going to be able to hang around, not because you don't love them, but just because y'all are doing different things. So anyway, she's uh, we're in church pretty much Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, anytime that church is happening, we're there. I've been a church kid all my life. Now, I'm a different kind of church kid because one thing my mother didn't do was church hop. We was not at everybody's church. We was not going here, there, everywhere. The only time we went out is when the pastor of our church preached. And he, you know how they do. Oh, he got a four o'clock service and he preached at the four o'clock. We, pre we went to the four o'clock. Other than that, it wasn't us going around who we going here they having this we doing it wasn't that and it's never been that for me so I am in church culture but I'm not in church culture you know I was a smart kid I was very smart very um observant I watched a lot of things and I wanted to do good 
So in church, I learned quickly. I think I was probably baptized at about eight or nine. I had a fairly good understanding of what God um, represented, who Jesus was, you know, all the things that they want you to know to be baptized in the choir, on the usher board, um, young missionary, you know, just doing all the church stuff. So growing up in school, I was also a teacher, but I just did not want to do wrong. And it still reflects in my personality today. I'm just not one. I don't like to make mistakes. And I also do not enjoy upsetting people or making people think that I'm not good at something or making people, um, I don't even know. I did not want to mess up. I did not want anybody to dislike me because I messed up. And this is probably a response to what I'm learning about, you know, how you how children adapt. But these are probably responses to, you know, other things that happen in my life. Um, and I'll get to that. Um, so, yes, I was very much so smart kid, good kid, wanted to do right. I did not enjoy getting in trouble. I did not enjoy being yelled at. I didn't like being fussed at. <laughs> When I was in school, I was, if you, if the teacher told me to be quiet in my mind, that meant they did not like me anymore and I messed up and I wasn't going to have no friends. So when other kids got told to be quiet, they'll be quiet and they'll start talking again. When I got told to be quiet, I cried. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, they ain't going to never talk to me again. Oh, we don't even be quiet. I did it. I messed up. I didn't do it right. Now, that was me for a very long time because I didn't want my mother to be upset with me or I didn't want, I guess, my father to be upset with me either. But here's the, the twist and why I think I responded that way. And like I said in the beginning, this is my life from my vantage point. <laughs> I'm going to just be honest with y'all and whoever because somebody can break free from it. So I'm not going to hold it back. Um, yeah, I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed of any pieces of my life. So growing up, um, you know, you give your life to Christ. Things change. So my mother's relationships change. So my father was out of the picture for a significant amount of time. Now, as a child, you do not understand what relationships are you just think mother father you're used to them being in the house my dad was in the house up until about four and so when he left the only thing that I could think of was he left me so my next moves were to do everything that I could to get him back to get him to like me growing up <laughs> people would see me growing up I was a tomboy I played basketball and I dressed like a young man. <laughs> okay. Now people like to correlate that as maybe they thought I was same sex attracted. Okay. But my reason behind dressing and playing the sport that I played was this. My father was a prominent basketball player and he, um, 
was very good at it, accoladed, all those types. Is, is that a word, accoladed? He was accoladed it um, in sports. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to play basketball because my father will like me if I play basketball. Also, he worked in a lot of, you know, we're from the DMV area. I don't like saying DMV, but for the audience. We're from the District of Columbia, Maryland area. And in that area, it's a heavy um, population where people wear have their own clothing lines. We have our own urban clothing lines. And my father wore those clothes a lot. So I wanted to wear those clothes a lot. So you have this girl, this young girl playing sports uh, and dressing like a little boy because she thought that that's how her father would receive her. So a lot of the uh, not wanting people to leave me or not wanting people to not like me anymore, it was due to the experience I felt of my father leaving. Your relationships affect everything. Everything that everyone does has an effect on your immediate children and people around you. So their breakup and how it was handled between them Initially, it had an effect on me. So this is why my response to adults or anything is I want to do right. I don't want to mess up. I don't want them to leave. I don't need no pity, but this is what it was for me. So growing up like this, I did the right thing for the most part. Shortly after she went on to start her own church, I can't really place the age that it was, but she went on to start her own church. Cool. Preacher's kid. Guess what I'm doing? Everything. (laughs) Singing, offering, (laughs) teaching, (laughs) everything. I played the drums, everything, everything. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff. And it's okay. It is what it is. That's the, it is what it is. So this is my middle school, high school years. I'm doing this and I'm still trying to play basketball long story short my bubba was like look i got church (laughs) and i ain't gonna be able to get you and pick you back and forth up from these games these practices so you gonna have to figure it out i eventually quit now this is when the enemy starts to seep his way into um your life he'll start taking those little I guess not miscommunications, but he'll start taking those little things and flipping them. So now I'm starting to get frustrated because I'm like, is church more important than me? I'm your child and I want to play basketball. And you see everybody around you, you, their parents are indulging. They picking them up, dropping them off. And then I see, okay, well, I got church, so you better figure it out. And at this point, my mother is raising me on her own. So it's not, you know, um, it's not a whole bunch of call your father, go call and pick you up. That was just not a part of our vocabulary. So I had to drop that. Now I'm starting to think, I mean, what's more important, the church or me? I'm your daughter. At this point, also, my mother was in full-time ministry, so there was another instance where I missed the bus. And my mother was at work, and she was P.O.'d, right? P.O.'d at me for missing that bus because she had to take me to school. And in the back of the seat, on the way to school, I'm like, what she made? She don't even got no job. (laughs) But so this is the way that the enemy started to kind of seep 
you know, his way in here. The first few incidents that I talked about, the basketball and the, her being upset with me for missing the bus, those were just little, little pieces. But here's when everything kind of started to go left for me. <laughs> and I kind of just spiraled off. So I already kind of have rejection things going on. Like, you left. I'm, let me figure out how to not make people leave. So I'm in this state of, how do I get you to stay? How do I get you to like me? How do I get you to this? And then on the other end, I have my mother who is a pastor. And for the most part, in my eyes growing up, I just felt like she pastored me for a little good of a time. <laughs> and um, so I felt like I couldn't really talk about like a lot of the other things that I felt like was going on inside of my head or the feelings that I was having. It was mostly just church stuff. Could I sing this song? Or, or, or um, you know, I'm good at this. Let me lead this or I'll play this or I'll do this. I just kind of, me and my mother had like a really just, pastor and member type of relationship for a while. But I know this is when I feel like things started to go kind of crazy for me. One day, I was getting dressed to go somewhere. Y'all, like I told y'all, I dressed like a little boy. <laughs> so I had on this We All One sweatsuit. <laughs> it was a short sweatsuit. Because <laughs> I'm weak because... My mother probably was like, Lord, what's going on with my child? But either way, I had on some blue We Are One Swish Swish shorts. Probably big as a mug because I was chunky. Y'all, I was a chunky girl. I probably wore, like, my stuff said husky on the inside. So I was chunky. So I was also dealing with, like, body image things. Now, did I get bullied? No, but still, you deal with, like, body image issues growing up so I'm this chunky girl I felt most comfortable in loose clothes so I wore this blue short swish swish we are one shorts I had on some the royal blue and white 18s the Jordans and I had on a white and blue we are one shirt and I used to get my hair wrapped and I had a bang and I had a headband <laughs> around my head now I'm getting dressed in my room. I'm thinking I'm about to bust down. Okay, I'm walking out. Cute. Boom. I walk out the room. <laughs> my mother walks walks past my door. She said, what are you wearing? <laughs> what do you have on? Why are you dressed like this? And I just was looking like, huh? I thought I was cute. So... Like I said just a few seconds ago, I'm, um, you know, a chunky girl. So, and I'm also this church girl. And my mother is also dressing me in clothes from New York and Company. Like, I'm going on a job interview. <laughs> so, I felt like clothes back then, you know, you either look seductive or you look like a kid. And so... I was never really wearing like super, super tight clothes because my mother did not buy me super, super tight clothes. I think I had a pair of Parasukos. If y'all remember them, then you remember them. I had a pair of them, but they was boot cut. Like I didn't even really get the straight leg ones. I had the boot cut ones. But she said that to me. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, what am I supposed to put? So I go in my room 
And I'm like, okay, well, you want me to dress, I guess, girly is what I thought that she wanted me to do. So I went and I put on probably some of the tightest stuff <laughs> in my closet. And I walked back out. And she said, why do you have that on? <laughs> I said, what, what more do you want from me? Uh, I'm trying to be girly. I'm, I thought I was trying to be comfortable in my skin. And so this was the point where I felt like I could no longer uh, please my mother. The only thing that I could do was be a good church member and she would like me because everything else it seemed like she did not like because she didn't like the way I dressed. Uh, well, she never, let me say this. This is again, my perception as a child. So when she said that to me, it gives me you, I don't like what you're doing. So I don't like you. That is the perception as a child. And you know, the enemy is tricky and he a loser because he plays with children and he plays with their minds about things that, uh, you know, that are not even true, but he'll just sift those things in your mind. Now that's when things got weird for me. Here's where the enemy also plays tricks dressing like a little boy. And I'm dressing like a little boy because I think that is what it will take for my father to recognize me. So big doofus, when I went to school, I'm thinking the same thing. So I'm thinking that me dressing like them <laughs> is going to make them like me. Yes, period. I got all the joints. I got on a switch, switch, switch suit. They going to look at me and be like, yes. And they did not look at me. But here's the thing. When I, my mother was living an abstinent lifestyle, right? So I did not see her interaction with men. And I didn't have my interaction, the initial reaction that girls are supposed to have with their dads. I did not get that. So here I am missing both sides. Now, here's how the enemy is tricky. My mother is doing something that is biblically commanded, not living in fornication because she was a single woman. And so her being my parent that I live with that's, that's raising me because I did not see her interact with men. I don't know how to interact with men, not because of her, but because my father figure or father was not in the house. So that initial meet, that initial relationship that I was supposed to have it fell flat and so the only thing that I know is hey in order for him to like you you got to do what he do you got to get his attention and the way to get his attention in my mind was to do exactly what he do and look like what he looked like so these two things my clothing my mother not really me feeling like my mother really didn't like me outside of church and then not having those in that initial relationship, those feelings of rejection, they started to combine. And this is when I started to decline. <laughs> First of all, the boys was not giving me no attention. Now I liked, I liked some of them and I thought I was fresh. Okay. And I thought they was going to come and be all over and they wasn't child. Let me tell y'all this. And I ain't, I ain't mad no more. But I used to get like stood up and like by like I would they be like, yeah, we could go out and then we wouldn't go out. And I'd be like, dang, why the hell why they not going out with me? <laughs> but and it's funny, y'all came to this realization like recently. And I was like, oh, well, girl, because I mean, when I say I came to it recently, I mean I didn't really play it. I tucked it down because it was embarrassing. 
I never went on no dates. Like I was just not in high school. So you tuck those things down because it's embarrassing. But now I don't care because they in my DMs. <laughs> All of them in my DMs because what? Anyway, I just had to come into my own and figure out some things. But those two big pieces of my life kind of caused me to kind of spiral and kind of go my will begin to start thinking that I don't want this church life. I don't want this Christian life. I don't want to be a pastor like my mother. Everybody looked at me like there was another piece of identity issue. Like I was always the pastor's daughter. I was like, y'all, my name Clarissa. I used to get introduced as, hey, this is my pastor's daughter. I'm like, yeah. How about this is Clarissa? And so those Things just started to seep into my head. And like I said, the enemy is so tricky because he will prey on immature minds. And that's why it's important, parents, that you always praying. You're not going to hit every nail. You're not going hit to hit the mark every time. But I believe that if you continue to give us over to Christ, who loves us way more than you ever can, he'll protect us. Now, did I rebel? Absolutely. Did I go and try to do things on my own. Absolutely. But God protected me and he protected me in places and spaces that my parents probably don't even know about that. They probably will never be able to fathom how they let it happen, even though it wasn't their fault. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage y'all cause I'm about to end this one. There's going to be a part two, but I just want to encourage um, the parents to, you know, just always pray for your children because they're going through things in their mind that they may not say that they probably can't even formulate into words um, of how they're feeling. Mind you, I just got to these understandings today, not today physically, but it's probably been within the last two to three years where I've been able to really understand parts of my childhood and what was taking place and why. Um, so pray for your children. Um, and youngins out there, what I'll say to you guys growing up in the faith, just give them grace because they're learning to. My mother was a first time. I always say this, but to me, she was like one of the first to really branch off on outside of the family and really like dive into being a true Christian. And so she didn't really have a blueprint. She was kind of making it. And so, uh, thankful for God's grace that he sent people to help and to, you know, help shape and, you know, walk her through. But in the beginning, she's just, I'm her first child and, she, and her only daughter. So she's got to figure out how to raise a girl. She got to figure out how to raise her, a girl in Christ, which she wasn't raised like that. So she has to figure all these things out and she's growing herself up in Christ. And so parent, um, children, teenagers, Anybody with parents who you, who you grow up like, give them a little bit of grace because they're learning to. Um, and so the next episode, we'll kind of get into the actual spiraling and kind of what took place in the spiraling. Um, this was just, a, you know, to show my background and how my mind was working and, and kind of the come up to people like to say rebellion. I don't like that, but I guess it is a rebellion. Yeah, so that's part one. That's the beginning of rest, um, church, and the rise and fall of Clarissa. 
not the because I came back up. Praise God. Praise God. I did come back up. Anywho, I'm going to catch y'all. Have a good week. Oh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, being who you are. Thank you for keeping us. Lord, we pray that uh, for anybody who's listening, Lord, if they have a child or if they are the child, that you just continue to embrace them, hold them in your arms, comfort them, let them know that you're walking with them through every peak and through every valley. Lord, let the parent know that that you love the child more than they can, they ever will, and you'll keep them safe. And let the child know that you love them and that um, their parent is doing their best. God, we thank you in advance for the freedom that's going to happen um, behind this um, to your glory. In the name of Jesus, a great week. Enemy canceled. Nothing that you have planned will bear fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Peace.